The Quest Network is proud to present Star Wars Off the Record. Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Star Wars Off the Record. Today's record date is May the 3rd. At 9 o'clock in the evening, I am your host, Evarwin. And to my right, as always, one of my best buddies out there, Lou. Louis Olan, how are you, man? Hey. Hello, Evarwin. Hello, everyone out there. It, I'm good. It is great to be back. <laughs> Indeed. It's great, it's great to have you back. It really is. We missed you. I missed all of you, especially you too, Scarecrow. (laughs) (laughs) Scarecrow. Good God. So speaking of of Scarecrow, that reminds me of of Batman. And what's going on with the new Batman movie? I I don't know. I haven't seen anything about it yet. It's like an Avengers in my mind right now. (laughs) I know that's like completely like totally out of left field and, and, and sudden has nothing to do with Star Wars, but... I was like totally psyched about the new Batman movie coming out, and then like Avengers started coming out, and it's it's getting close. I'm like, I gotta see that too, and like, <laughs> I don't know, but I can't wait for the new Batman movie to come out. In any event, um, Star Wars. This is Star Wars, and and we're about to we're about to do that thing that we call we call chit chatting about Star Wars. Um, Lou, you've been you've been out of the game, man. Yes, you have, and it's not your fault. Yeah, two plus weeks. <laughs> Got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, tell me about it. I hate I hate to admit this. Like I literally hate to admit this, but I have not been able to play Star Wars at all this week. Ooh. Not at all. Sin. I know. <laughs> and I I kind of feel a little bit like like this week I I don't I don't want to say it, but I think I may have bitten off a little bit more than I can chew right now. Between all the all the games that we're podcasting about and and my new schedule change. It's like this week has been like really hectic. So many games, so little time. Quite, yeah, like quite literally. <laughs> like and then <laughs> You know but how that's a great that's a great quandary to be in. <laughs> it is, it really is. I it is, but at the same time, like it, it sucks too because I really want to like get into. I really want to get into like a lot of the a lot of the games that we're you know we're we're talking about and all that. And it's like you know between my commute and 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 doing the actual shows, and then it's just like I, sometimes I, just, I haven't had time at all this week, and <laughs> so I, I feel like I bit off a little more than I could chew. Unfortunately, I just think we just. A rhythm's got to be found. That's all. You just haven't found it yet. You're gonna get there though. Yeah. No, I will. I will. I will. I had. I had maybe like. I had maybe like five minutes. Five minutes. Or so. No, I didn't. Well, it's not literally. It wasn't literally five minutes. I think literally, I spent maybe about maybe about twenty minutes to forty-five minutes in game this week, and I was I was doing some quests on um, on Hoth, and 
with my uh, with my Jedi Guardian, and um, you know I, I always say it, I love my Jedi Jedi Guardian, but I'm really actually enjoying Hoth. Yeah, Hoth is a fun world. It, it is. I know some people didn't just didn't like it at all. I'm like, well, yeah, depending on what you were doing and you know what quest you were doing. You know, I can imagine some can be a bit. I'm not gonna say bland, but maybe a bit generic. Yeah. The same old, same old, but you know what? It's Hoth. <laughs> okay. I get, I get the Tatooine feel on Hoth. Oh, big, expansive. Instead of sand, it's snow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just it's it's a whole lot of nothing sprawled out everywhere. And but, big for no reason. Yeah, but I kind of, I kind of like that a little bit because. As I'm flying around, you know, trying to get from point A to point B, like I'm not being inundated with mobs. It's not overcrowded, mm-hmm. and I I do get that that's that that I feel like I'm back in the movie again, like I did when I was in Tatooine, because you know I haven't seen Alderaan, um, I haven't seen Kesh, you know, I've seen Tatooine, I've seen I've seen Hoth, and like I feel like I'm back in the movies when I when I'm out there questing questing around. Right, and, and one of the great things too, I know, you know, there are arguments on both sides about when Bioware made the decision to use the Hero Engine for uh, the Old Republic. Um, hero with Engine. These, yes, uh, the graphics engine that, that they're using with these planets that are so big, so expansive, and I know players complain that, like you just mentioned, it's a whole lot of nothing out there. You know, it's just snow, sand, forest, what have you. But you know what? This engine, if they do it right, I, I believe, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. uh, will also allow Bioware to do spontaneous events like they've just done in the past. I've read about it uh, the past couple of days since I've been. Since I had oh, a lot the Rackle event? Rackle event and other live events with, yeah. with the planets arranged as they are and even the cities, okay, with those broad empty spaces since there's nothing there. That allows the GMs to actually literally program, like, all right, you know, we can drop these things right here, right now, because you know, it's not interfering with what's already set up in that area. Okay, nothing paths around it. You know, nothing has to go through it, around it, what have you. That's already built into that zone. So now that allows them to use those spaces, you know, to host those spontaneous events that they want to have, you know? Yeah. It, it just lends to that. Well, the Rackle event was totally awesome. Yeah, you guys suck. I missed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it was good stuff. I I had a lot of fun with it. There was, I mean, there was, there was, you know, there was some, some headaches here and there, but I think as far as like their first event, I think their first event went, went over a hell of a lot better than, than Rifts did. Oh, don't get me started on that. Yeah. Well, I think part of, I, I think part of, of of Rift's problem with their first event was was the hyping. They way overhyped every one of those things. Yeah, it was uh, that was part of it plus the fact that you know, if you're going to try to make it available, to, you know, when you host these events, you got to make it available for everyone. Yeah. At least do your best to accommodate everyone. You know, I think Rift's live event for when I believe River of Souls opened Mm-hmm. It was only open. That event only ran maybe four, six hours tops. Oh yeah, I remember for all, that for all the servers. Now we're talking. You were pissed. Yeah, the Oceanic <laughs> European servers. So people are either asleep or at work. 
uh-huh. or school and only one part of the world actually gets to take part in this event. And to me, that was total BS. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I remember you being furious. Yeah, because I, I think I had planned to do it with uh, some of our guildies back then. Yeah. You know, we were all set. We were all ready to go. And then by the time we all finally got to get got together, we were on the tail end of it. Like, when when the beat did it start? Yeah. <laughs> I think it dropped like on a Saturday or something, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it dropped on an early Saturday morning. It only ran to maybe till lunchtime. Yeah. So maybe five hours tops, five yeah. six hours. Yeah. And it was insane. Yeah, it was. But um, you know, getting back to tour, you know, I think I think part of part of what made this, you know, work so well because I mean it was it, it's it's a world event. I mean it's not it wasn't any different than than what Rift had. It was a couple of quests, you know, mm-hmm. some exclusive in-game uh, rewards, a couple of right. a couple of lightsaber crystals, you know, a new a new Rackle pet, you know, some skins for your companion. I mean this is that's it's nothing different than what what Rift was was rewarding for there. For their stuff, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much on par. Um, but I think I think one of the major differences was that there was no expectations for this. They just plopped it right in your lap, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, here you go." And we're all like, "Oh, look at that! It's a world event! Yay!" <laughs> yes, yes. So I, and I, I remember. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Luke. Go ahead. Oh no, no I was just going to mention that. Uh, you know, as with everything, there will be people complaining. <laughs> I did see some complaints about that. Like, oh, we should have announced it. Well, that kind of defeats the purpose of having a spontaneous world event. Now, does it? Yeah. Well, you know what kills me is that this is what kills me. Okay, for every for every positive thing that happens, you've got some idiot that 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 sees the negative in it. And for every negative thing out there, you've got some idiot that sees the positive in it. You know, I mean, just just tell it like it is. All right, just stop stop being such a you know, people push their agendas like you like you wouldn't believe all the time regarding MMOs, and it's just so annoying. Just, right. You know, if it's it, good, it, it's good. If it's not, it's not. You know. It's <laughs> right. I mean, God. Again, we we always said in the show we will always do our best to see both sides. Okay. If you didn't like it, you didn't like it. If it didn't suit you because you didn't you don't like the rackles, what have you. They just say you don't care for that part of the universe, of the lore, what mm-hmm. have you, and so you didn't participate in it. Or if you're one of those unfortunate people who who missed it and are complaining on the forums that, oh, it should have been announced. Well, again, as I just alluded to, it was a spontaneous or you know a world event. If you were online, you should have been paying attention to chat or maybe now you start knocking the people in your server for not saying anything. You know, yeah. Usually when stuff like that happens in every other MMO I've played, people will scream in general chat, hey, hey, there's a world event going on right now on this planet. <laughs> I mean, I, I, definitely, I definitely saw a lot of room for improvement. You know, last episode I rated, I think I, I, think I underrated it, to be honest. I rated it a, ten, a 6.5 out of, out of 10. And I think I was, I was, little, I was unduly critical about that, to be honest, were you playing the Soviet judge that day? <laughs> the Olympics. You know what? I was because everyone else that that was was chatting, they were they rated it a lot higher than I did, and they were much more critical in their speech regarding it. And I I was very favorable regarding it, and that that really hasn't changed. Um, I mean, there was you know we 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 
we brought out some things in the show that that we thought like eh, you know we thought this could have been a little bit better but i mean you know everyone overall said like you know this was definitely an awesome thing and I'd like to backtrack a little bit and say that after listening to, you know, a lot of the things I said and how I really, you know, was, you know, I was telling it like it was in, in, in my opinion. And then I was really, you know, I was being honest. I really felt all that. And I still do. I don't think a six and a half is, is really appropriate. I think, I think really should have been around an eight. I think I should have said eight. Okay. Seven and a half to an eight, you know, because, uh, you know, the, it re- I really did have fun with it. <laughs> I got exactly what I wanted out of it, and and I had a good time. You know, and I, you know, it was their first. It was their first event, and I think for 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 a first event or a twentieth event, I think it went over very well. And see, very that, well that's indeed. good. You know, my per- myself personally, I rated a zero because I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Hate you yes. all. <laughs> Yes, and 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 Lou, you uh, we you we we adore we adore you, and you are definitely the the hero of the Quest Gaming Network for what you do. We all are heroes. <laughs> we all are. All right, so Lou, what what do we got going on for this show? Uh, we've got some news. Why don't we uh, Why don't we mention real quick uh, what what we have in store for the news, and then and then just just start jumping into this stuff. Okay. All right, so tonight we want to mention really quick, uh, this afternoon, Bio released a quick set of patch notes. Yeah. Well, when I say quick, I'm going to say I abbreviated it because nothing is quick with Bioware's patch notes. It's <laughs> really, really brief. Yeah. Um, this one was not extensive, but there was quite a, a plate to take a look at. So if you're all interested, um, it's the patch notes for 3 May. On the website, and what we're going to cover really quick are some a couple bullet points, which uh, Bioware themselves pointed out as maybe the most relevant to everyone, which will affect everyone in general. Right. So, for patch one point two point two, one point two point two. Here are the main highlights. Okay, the first one being. Well, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, let's. We'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I know it's a little bit different, but uh, we'll we'll get into that in the next segment. And then, uh, all right, so we got that coming up, and then yep. we got uh, community Q and A. We're going to talk about. Yep. Right. And then we have a. Yes, along with Q and A, and maybe the, uh, a really good topic would be or is we're going to cover is a feedback request. From James Olin himself. Ah, yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. And then, even though we don't we don't do lore on the point five show, I got a little something I'd like to bring up later on. So, um, real quick, okay. Uh, this show is sponsored in part by DoghouseSystems.com. Okay, they make amazing and unbelievable computer gaming rigs, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about them further on in the show. But for now. We are going straight into the Galactic Gazette.
to the Galactic Gazette with my co-anchor, R2-D2. Alright, welcome to the news. Here we are, it's the Galactic Gazette. Lou, what's our first headline? Alright, for today... Actually, right. no. Let's let's start off with a question. Because um, sure. I'm drinking I'm drinking coffee. What do you think? How do you think uh, Darth Vader takes his coffee? Well, I think he's taking it black, black and strong. Black is-, <laughs> <laughs> is that because he wears black armor? <laughs> yes. And he's a two-meter-tall man. He's six feet plus. I think he'd crush you without the force anyway. <laughs> oh, I got Darth Vader sitting sitting right next to me. Uh, Darth Vader, do you do you like it light and sweet? No! I'll take that as a no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so we got patch notes. Come <laughs> on, before the Dread Sith Lord chokes us to death on this end. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. All right, let's see. Patch notes for today, 3 May. Bioware released a quick set of notes. And, you know, quick meaning um, we abbreviated it. It wasn't the size, it, it wasn't the size of, of the Bible? <laughs> no, no, it, was, it wasn't as extensive as our major ones, but it, was, it is actually quite a bit because yeah. um, they did touched see, upon a whole lot of things. Did you see last week's patch notes for like no the, no i haven't oh, <laughs> not yet god I, just, I just read these on and on and on i mean i remember it was it was ludicrous was that last week maybe i i think i'm mixing up my weeks now i i think i'm talking about the uh the, the 1.2 patch okay okay that's what i'm talking about the 1.2 patch yeah those that, those patches were as, as Jenny likes to say, those are redonk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We're never reading those again, ever. <laughs> just, just too much. It's a lot. Yeah. So, what we, what we do here? They, uh, they corrected an issue that caused companion stat bonuses from equipped items to be miscalculated when the companion was re-summoned. Yeah, I'm glad they caught that because... When you're leveling, that can make the difference between living and dying yeah, in the encounter. This is this is a little convoluted for me. I mean, this is a lot of speech for what basically to me sounds like my my companion is 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 now it, my companion's here and we're doing our thing. And then for some reason, I make my companion go away. Maybe I mount up, ride around, jump off my mount, and then he he's he's resummoned, and now all of a sudden his stats are kind of janky. Right. Or if you sent him or her off, him or her off to sell stuff. You know, or if you were swapping out campaigns for whatever reason, and now all the stats are borked because <laughs> the game wasn't recalculating their equipment properly. Yeah, I can see what that causes problems. Yeah, definitely. So I'm glad they caught that. Um, hmm. Let's see. What's this next one? This one I like. Mm-hmm. This is great. Um, they corrected an issue uh, that prevented hard mode flashpoints from dropping loop based on group composition, which has been addressed. Drops usable um, by a person in the group. It, it's not 100% guaranteed, but the system will now properly take the composition into account. 
Yeah. Um, I like this a lot because uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this in the past with with uh, Star Wars off the record or with Skyrim off the record. Tor is one of the few games out there, especially for an MMO, that actually tells their system or tells their loot generator, hey, when you're running an instance with a group, especially if, you know the way they have Flashpoint set up, if it's four people, since Tor only has four-person groups, what have you, you know, you're not going to drop stuff for a class that's not even in there. Right. Okay, and that annoys no end because that's been a major problem for whatever reason for previous MMOs. Now, that was now prior to 1.2, that wasn't even in the game. No. No, they and, introduced that with 1.2. Right. And I remember you saying that this should be in the game prior to 1.2. Right. So I think you should get pat yourself on the back. <laughs> pat, pat. Because <laughs> it's totally your fault. Yeah. No, this is good stuff. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad this is in because now, now gear is is going to you know it basically. I mean, how I want to say gear is going to drop based on based on who's in the flashpoint 100 percent of the time, but like, is that actually? Is that actually what's going to happen, or is it just going to be more times than not? Gear is now going to drop. I think it's, it the the way they've uh, addressed it is it's going to be more times than not. Mm. They haven't made a hundred percent because, like with any any other mode, they they still want to keep coming back. Right. They don't want to turn into a grind fest, so to speak, but they still want you to be, I guess, uh, motivated to run these flashpoints. You know operations, you know even the heroics. Yeah, they want you to keep going I back. Deal to them. with that, right? I, could, I, mean, I could totally deal with that. Yeah, even if it's just a seventy percent chance. Yeah, that's still it's seven out of ten times. That still gives you pretty good odds. And yeah, you you may miss something, but you know what? You know the, the odds are stacked in your favor. You certainly you will get something, as opposed to running the same instances several times and two or three months and you still get squat. <laughs> you know, I, I still prefer that. Yeah, know that feeling. <laughs> yes, exactly. So Hello Warcraft. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and every other game I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope I hope in general the uh the MMO genre um moves its game moves its you know the the games in the MMO genre basically starts moving towards this as a as a as a norm because um it, it really would, you know, it, it helps out. It really does help out. It's such a quality of life thing. Right, know. it is. I mean, no one likes a grind fest, but everyone can see the need for the time sinks, yeah. the credit slash gold sinks. However, they've got to temper it. And, again, the other the counterpoint would be, yeah, but you also have players whose play styles are wouldn't favor because you know they can play every damn minute of every damn day. Some some things should be a credit and time sink and other things right. should not, you know. And and I'm not saying like gear should always not be a, a, a time sink. Um I'm saying some gear should not be. You know, like your your basic leveling gear in these flashpoints really shouldn't be. Right. Alright, but but your your tier gear yeah, totally, totally. I want to farm. I want to farm badges or whatever, uh, you know, tokens of some kind, some kind of in-game currency. I want to farm that stuff. You know, that's that's fun to me. You know, running running multiple 
multiple flashpoints at an increased difficulty and, and accruing, you know, some kind of in-game currency to, to get, you know, tier gear so I can go raiding. Like that's, I, I totally, I'm totally into that, but I don't want to feel like I have to, you know, grind a normal level dungeon or, or flashpoint in order to get that, that one piece of, of gear that would make me eligible for those, those harder flashpoints. So I can, I can do my other farming. Like, I don't want to have to do that. Right. Exactly. And then like vanity items, you know, like, you know, should, should that stuff be, be grinding and, or not grindy, you know, who knows? But, um, you know, uh, long story short, I'm, I'm totally glad that there, that this has an increased drop rate and cause it's definitely a quality of life issue. And, and I think it's, it's a lot, it's better made as a result exactly. of this. Exactly. Uh, all right. So what's the next bullet point on this one? Um, oh, <laughs> this is nice. The exit area button in flashpoints and operations is now disabled during combat. <laughs> who was who was hitting this? What what griefing jerk? <laughs> well, th- we'll think about it. Remember how Dave brought up the point uh, a couple weeks ago? Yeah. With the UI customizations that came at one point two, how the option to actually pop that menu open, you know, was on the or near the number one key. Yes. Yes. So I guess the way people have now, I guess, arranged their UI or what have you. This was uh, accidentally have, getting clicked. Yeah, may have quite literally yeah. hit you that imagine? button by mistake. Oh, my God. I would be so furious. <laughs> oh, so good for them. Yeah. All right. So that's good, at least. I call that a quality improvement. Yes. Uh, let's see. We got an issue that could prevent hair from showing on Jedi Knights while... We- while- <laughs> And this thing is so silly. An issue that could prevent hair from showing on Jedi Knights while wearing certain visors has been addressed. Why is it just Jedi Knights? <laughs> you know, I, I I just I don't even want to go there. <laughs> why why is this not you know uh, Sith warriors or or Jedi consulars as well? Is this no, Jedi Knights? <laughs> Jedi Knight. <laughs> Not the trooper or the smoke, just the knight. Just the knight. Just the knight. He's he's walking around and he's wearing these visors. He's wearing his Morpheus goggles and you can't see the dude's hair. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. um, yeah. Glad that's been fixed. Thanks, Bioware. Totally cool. Uh, target markers can now be bound to keys in the preference menu. I like Very that. Very nice. I like that. Especially me being a tank. You know, You know how I roll. Mm-hmm. Every poll is like, okay, guys, we need to uh, uh, give me give me five seconds and uh, to grab up the aggro, and we're gonna get the lightsaber first, and then we're gonna DPS the blaster second. Like that's that's how I tank. It's totally annoying, but that's the way I do it. <laughs> hey, it's a system and it works. It's a system and it it, it sometimes works. Let's be honest, Lou. Let's be honest. It's sometimes <laughs> sometimes it works. Sometimes it fails. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so now what I, what I can do is, uh, I can mark up my, my targets, uh, very quickly and not have to, not have to, you know, click on the guy and then right click his portrait and scroll down a menu and then click right. on the, the appropriate thing. And cause you know, you know how I do it. 
I accidentally hit one thing. It should have been something else. And then you got to go in there and you got to fix it. And he's like, hold on. No, he didn't mean that. He meant this symbol. And I'm like, oh, damn. And <laughs> or by accident, you know, when you right, right click on a target, it initiates the auto, you know, it initiates your, your first attack yeah. on the target if you're not careful. To, I didn't mean to slap him in the face with my lightsaber at that moment. And now Exactly. So this is good. <laughs> It, it probably saves a lot of players from a lot of needless grief. <laughs> yeah, and it's just faster too. You know, yes. it's it's a it's, it's more a, efficient actually. Yeah, it's simple. It's efficient. Boom, you're done. You don't want you don't want marking up your targets to be a process. Right. It should be. You should be able to do it on the fly and on the move. So right. this this will allow uh, tanks or off tanks or what have you, whoever's needing it. This way, you know, it's it's a faster way of doing things, which is nice. So. If you if you can make this Xbox Connect enabled, I would say even go with that. You know, Connect, mark target, lightsaber, good, gone, excellent, next one. Unless you have an accent. Yeah, <laughs> Foos Rota. <laughs> That's right, Foos Rota. Dave's awesome. <laughs> All right, what's our next headline, Lou? <laughs> All right, this is. I hope it will help warn the rest of the complaint community. All right. Now, Bioware's pointed out action is being taken against fraudulent payment activity. All right. What we have here is a pared-down version of the actual official statement on the Old Republic site. Okay. Um, I'm going to quote directly from, well, what I, what I took off. All right. Quote, we are changing our policies to limit the practice of using fraudulently obtained codes. From May 2nd, 2012, any account created using a fraudulently obtained game access code, i.e. one that was bought using a stolen credit card, will be banned from the game's service. This change may affect a very small number of users who believe they purchased an authentic game access code. This is important, folks. If your game service is affected, you may contact customer service who will help you obtain a legitimate game code to reinstate your account. Unquote. I'm going to stop it there. So, I know for a lot of people, money can be tight, whether you know, you're working, you have a family, you're in school, you're in high school, you're on a budget. Everyone gets that. Right. Um, what Bioware is saying, what I'm saying is, hey, we're all looking for a deal, but look for a legitimate deal. Okay? What Bioware... Uh, followed up with this statement afterward is that they want you to go to trusted sites okay they want you to focus on going to you know the origin store which is Taiki EA who owns you know Bioware mm-hmm. or you know you go to GameStop you go to Best Buy you know you go to computer stores that are selling game cards legitimately right if you go okay. if you go to the corner store, you know, Bob's Chicken Shack and they're advertising, you know, tour for for free, probably not a good deal. Right. And the big thing that people should notice with these game cards for game time is that game card time is never discounted. Okay? If you're buying a game card that's supposed to have 60 days worth of game time on it, all right? And you figure it's $15 per month, the average most has $30. Yeah. For 2 months. If they're selling it to you for 10 bucks, that's not a deal. It's not. You know what it is? It's too good to be true because those things are never discounted by the retailer or from the origin. Okay? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good pet. It was stolen or it's a fraudulent card. 
<laughs> you know, don't, don't please, people, don't go there. <laughs> Stay away from that. Use common sense, guys. Yeah, and use that's what I say. Sense. Use some common sense. Use legitimate business sources. Okay, not these off the wall computer sites that are advertising these things, or you know, I hate to say, you know, from Amazon or eBay. Okay, because it's a good bet that it's probably stolen. Yeah, and for good or for bad, if you didn't know about it, if you did know about it, doesn't matter. Your account's going to get banned, and then it's going to be up to you to prove to Bioware, okay, your good intentions, <laughs> all right, and to get it reinstated. Yeah, which let's face it, that's probably not going to happen the way you want it to. Right, you, you're probably you may. I'm not saying you won't, but you may end up just having to forego that account entirely because you can't prove it or maybe you don't want to prove it for whatever reason. <laughs> and you know what? You'll have to buy the game again. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, nice. Again. Well, I'm glad I'm, you know, any, any account security in my eyes is good account security. And, and this I'm happy they're, they're getting on. They're jumping on top of because obviously there's, there's a discrepancy in, in their security and they're going to get it handled, and that can only that can only make the community, the Tor community, better. And by the way, all right, I just like to point out that Lou Lou pointed this out to me earlier today. Um, with the new website, speaking of account security and making the community better, in order to in order to use the the uh, the forums, you have to log in with your account on the tour site. I love this. I think that's, that's totally great. You know, no longer can you just, you know, jump on the forums and say whatever you want and, and not even be involved in the game. Like they, they basically made sure that if you're going to post on the forums, you at least have an active subscription. Right. And I would hope that other MMOs do this from this point forward. Because it is a great idea. Um, because this is where you prevent all the hate, so to speak, or all the the non-constructive uh, criticism from leaking into your forums and poisoning the community. Well, you're going to get that anyway. But at least you know that the the people who who are posting have a legitimate. Uh, well, <laughs> I shouldn't say legitimate concern, but. What I you want to say they're, is, they're, you know, they're actually they're paying for the game. They have an invested interest. Yes. Is really what I was trying to get out. Right. Yeah, and uh, and that you know, people who have an, an invested interest and are making a complaint nine times out of ten. Well, it's the internet. Seven times out of ten, <laughs> exactly. they're 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 going to keep it you know respectable, constructive, and it's just gonna it's gonna it's gonna give Bioware a lot of time to answer the constructive stuff and not have to weed through the garbage. Indeed. Yeah, so I like that. Definitely like that. Um, Yeah, May the 4th, Lou. May the 4th is tomorrow, is it not? Yes, it is. And and what's so special about May the 4th? Well, what is special about May the 4th? It's Star Wars Day. All day? (laughs) All day. All day. May the fourth be with you. May the, <laughs> may the fourth be with you. <laughs> yes, I, I I heard this on I caught a, a random tweet somewhere out there during the during the week and someone was like, Oh, what are you doing for for you know 
for uh, May the 4th. And I'm thinking, like, what's so special about that? Why why May the... F- what is that? And so I started, I started, you know, Googling around, and, and then I said it to myself. May the 4th. I'm like, no, can that really be it? Is that really a play on May the 4th be with you? Are we really going with that? <laughs> Are we going to go there with this? Are we doing this? <laughs> And apparently, not only are we doing this, but we've been doing this for a while. (laughs) Hit that ball, and they ran with it. All right, (laughs) it's been it's been in the end zone for years beyond my beyond my uh, my knowledge. (laughs) I totally love this whole thing, and I I, I'm sorry, like I'm just discovering this this Star Wars day that's probably been around for about thirty years, but (laughs) (laughs) like I totally love this. I love this so. I jumped on 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 the the only database worth checking for Star Wars, Wikipedia, and uh, to verify that this is actually it. And because you know, if it's not on Wikipedia, it's not true. It's just not true at all. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> and indeed, it is there. So I want to, as as a substitute lore topic, I want to just kind of kind of toss this out to to you. Um, they get into like you know May the Fourth is 124th day of the year. Let's let's skip that. That's nonsense. Uh, May four is often known as Star Wars Day. It is jokingly said, "May the Fourth be with you," in reference to the popular phrase, "May the Force be with you." The phrase dates back to at least 1979, on the day Margaret Thatcher with <laughs> Margaret Thatcher somehow gets swooped into this. <laughs> <laughs> Was elected Britain's was elected Britain's first first woman prime minister. Her party took out a newspaper ad in the London Evening News that said, "In quotes, may the fourth be with you, Maggie. Congratulations." End quotes. Typical festivities consist of inviting fellow Star Wars obsessed friends to stay over and then watching the series in succession. Lots of snack and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna caveating this, okay, by saying this is directly from Wikipedia, okay? I'm not joking. Okay. <laughs> Lots of snacks, bring lightsabers and Star Wars themed toys. Lightsaber fights in the early morning hours are optional. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I totally love this. From from a guy who used to host cheesy horror movie night when I was in college and get all my friends together and just laugh at the worst horror movies ever made. Hey, it was Mystery Science Theater 3000 all over again. That was such a great show. I loved that show. Um, I miss that show. They should bring it back. They really should. They should bring that back. That was a great There's so many horrible movies out there that deserve that kind of witty – repartee among the hosts how how great would they if they could do that to like movies like titanic <laughs> i'm sure they're dying too i would hate to see that <laughs> holy god holy god um okay yeah so so yeah there you go me may the fourth be with you and that is that is uh probably well you're listening to this on on may the fourth so there there you go may the may the fourth be with you happy star wars day Dear listener and faithful fan of Star Wars off the record. Um, I want to do something for May the 4th, but uh, but we're not. I, I really can't. I don't have the time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm going through what I have to do tomorrow in my head, there is there is no time for this. Uh, maybe next year. 
Maybe May the 5th. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, which is my sister's birthday. I got to give her a call. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> getting away from that. Um, we have the Dark Council coming up next, and we're going to we're gonna we're gonna start dipping into the uh, Q and A for for this week, and uh, we're even going to talk a little bit about about a feedback request from James Olin. See you in the Dark Council. And welcome back to the Dark Council. Everything is proceeding as I have <laughs> foreseen. Yes. That was an evil app. I didn't do it. <laughs> I'm too jovial tonight. Too happy tonight. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> too happy tonight. I'm not in an evil type mood. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Are you sure? I can't do it justice. <laughs> no, indeed not. Let's get a little Wookiee in here, huh? About about uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need we need Dave for this. There you go, Dave. Dan Rant. Where are you? Where are you, Dave? All right. So, what are we what are we doing? What are we doing with this this whole Dark Council thing? Um, Lou, you're you're the Emperor tonight. Okay, I'm just some Sith apprentice. So you go ahead and and start telling me what we're doing and what we're counseling on. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Well, tonight we actually have uh, quite a bit. Um, hopefully, we can do them justice. Because uh, I'm not going to be ashamed to say, you know, each of these topics we really could do our own. Oh yeah, yeah, entire point five. Yeah, well, you two could. of them anyway. The other two are, are really <laughs> a good discussion points. But because we don't shut them, up. <laughs> yes. We used, if Dave, Joe, and and Liz were here, we'd be going back and forth. Uh, it'd be a five-hour show. Yes. So, <laughs> but back on track, the first one. Um, if anyone has noticed, if you're active on the forums, you know, every now and then, James Olin likes to pop in, or others will relay messages for him on the forums. He does that. He pops for direct in. feedback, yes, as, any, any, ten, any chance he gets. Mm-hmm. And this week, he directly posted that he wants some feedback from the players about potential future planets. Dagobah. Yes, so that's one of them. Dagobah. <laughs> that's, actually, that's what some people would like to see. Um, it's up there. Um, let's see. Some people have also they want to see Dantooine. Because remember, if you've played Night Soul Republic, you've <laughs> been there. Dantooine! Dantooine! Yes. <laughs> the rebel base is on Dantooine! That's right. They still <laughs> blew up your planet anyway. Um, and... Hey, no, no surprise here. Kashyyyk, home mm. of the Wookiees. Yeah. Hail from the Wookiee. That's right. And some smarty pants here posted Earth. That's that's nice. Next. Earth. Ah, <laughs> uh, some people. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Someone actually like to see uh, some of the other planets that were 
in the other games, the nice little public games like Manon. Um, was one of them. That was the water world you were on. Okay, if people aren't don't remember, um, Manon is the water world where Colto is produced. Okay, which is the healing agent for yeah. the old public timeline. Okay, I keep remember getting in pelted in the face time. by my uh, my companion with those things. Yes, I'm like running okay. around. And he goes, "You need healing." <laughs> Green like, goo, go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, remember in the movies, okay, with Phantom Menace, Attack of Clones, Vin Sith, and so on. Okay, it's Bacta. Okay, and the extended universe, the, the books after it's Bacta. But remember, when you harken back to the Knights of the Republic timeline, it's Colto. Okay, which is uh, kind of like an allergy-like substance, which is only found on Manon. Okay, and that substance is going to be grown on the planet, so they've got they're not a stranglehold because they actually sell it to both sides equally. Hmm. All right, so that they they guess it kind of like Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of marketing that one resource in the galaxy. Right. All right, so they don't draw the wrath and ire either faction. All right, they openly sell to both sides. Um, so, yeah, that would be nice, too, because you, if you were playing those games, so, you saw you were there So for which, a bit. So which, which planet were you saying again? Manon? Mm-hmm, that's Manon. Okay, Manon. All right. All right, and Kashyyyk, Dagobah, Dath- Dathomir. <laughs> what, what was the planet that... It was in episode three. All right, it was the one, um, the one planet where Obi Wan Kenobi ultimately found uh, General Grievous hiding in. Do you remember uh, the name oh, of that planet? Oh, that was in. Uh, oh gosh, yeah, those uh, really weird looking guys. Yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head. They kind of look like Nosferatu a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With really cool robes. <laughs> uh, that name escapes me at the moment. Yeah. And uh, Obi-Wan was riding that weird lizard. Yep. That was a cool ride, though. Cool mount, cool looking mount. They yeah. had animal mounts in Tor. I would so want one like that. Yeah, totally totally off topic. But, yeah, Bioware. Yeah, I'd want one like that. If you're listening, can we have... Can we have mounts like that please like animal mounts like I actually would... yeah that was a thread not too long ago about yeah that. when you introduced you know when you have the speeders speeder bikes mm-hmm. you know and hover bikes people were wondering you know what about the, the actual animal mounts because that actually is part of the star wars universe too yeah okay people forget that like oh yeah they were riding other they were riding critters so hey bring them in there i would totally love a tauntaun mount yeah, we get a Tauntaun pet. So that's close. Yeah, you know, that's all we're getting right now. <laughs> wow, I love my I love my pet, but the mount, dude, the mount. Come on, oh, yeah, that would rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd Let's totally see what good. Else here. And it'd be great, like if you if you had the Tauntaun uh, mount, right, and you you moused over to to its its uh, picture on your on your on your bar, and it said "smells better on the outside." Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, or some. Sidebar conversation for NPCs. They they'd mention that somewhere, <laughs> like an all Bioware games with, side, with NPC conversations off to the side. Yeah. All right. So I'm 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 all about Dagobah. What about you? What about you, Lou? Um, Dagobah would be nice, but I, I think the only reason why people want to see it is because of Yoda. Okay, and his involvement with you know with the Empire Strikes Back with Jedi, and then 
So people want to know more about Yoda and his race, since there isn't much out there about him anyway. Well, does yeah. does Yoda's race come from Dagobah? I don't. I don't. Um, think so. I don't know. I have to look and find out. I don't but, think there is any information on on where Yoda's race. Well, first of all, what it is and where it even comes. Like the last time I looked, yeah. which wasn't long ago, like I heard, like they just said, basically Yoda is part of a race that is not named. Exactly. Yeah. So. No one knows where they come from, what have you. So. It's going to be kind of tough digging that up. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Some other planets they've mentioned. Naboo. Okay. No surprise there. Uh, Ryloth, which is the home of the Twi'leks. And, you you know, a lot of people love Twi'leks. So. Yeah, well, that's kind the of fun. Uh, let's see. Yavin 4. Now, that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, because for those of you who remember, Yavin 4 was home of the... Uh, Rebel base in Star Wars, okay? Mm-hmm. And... Dantooine. For those who, who have not read the Extended Universe uh, novels, which take place after Return of the Jedi, and continue the story, you know, forward, um, Yavin 4 is where Luke establishes the new Jedi Academy. Oh, right. he, he drops it on Yavin? Yes, he actually... Because uh, after um, Battle of Yavin 4, mm-hmm. okay... ABY, all right. ABY. <laughs> After the Battle of Yavin. Okay, what happens is that the Alliance moves off that planet. However, the facilities are still the, the base is still there. It's just been abandoned. Okay, and it's built uh, within a temple. All right, and what a lot of people don't realize is that yeah, that temple is already there, and they, the Alliance took it over because it's a great hiding spot. Um, when Luke goes back there. Okay, and establishes the academy. What happens is that he and his students find out is that that temple is actually a, a, a temple of the dark side of the force. Oh. Okay, it was built by um, a slave race, or a race enslaved by the Sith called the Masasi. Okay. So, what happens is that his students eventually uh, start. Uh, for people who may want to read, I may want to read the novels. I'm not going to spoil it for them, but. Uh, essentially, one of Luke's students encounters a uh, the spirit of a an old uh, Sith Lord. Ah, uh-huh. okay. And they start. I, I guess they start. You know, walking that yeah, path. It, yes, and and this is where Luke and the students start to find out the real history behind this temple. Okay, gotcha. Interesting so stuff. That's why. Yeah. So that's why people would want to. You know, that's what I want to see Evan for because this is uh, when you get to Star Wars, the movie itself. You know, the temple had been abandoned. For a couple of thousand years, but now with Tor, yeah, it's it's it should be it right about they, that. Yeah, where the Sith are still there and Masasi are still an enslaved race, so this would be awesome. The storyline possibilities there would be would be great. Yeah, it'd be pretty epic. Yeah, Yavin Four. Can I change my answer to Yavin Four? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else see. we got, Lou? What else we got? Um, Bathui, which is the home of the Bothans. <laughs> Bathui. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Endor. Endor, yeah. So first world. No one to put the Ewoks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Geonosis. But yeah, the, a lot, a lot of planets. Okay. Yeah, so. Cool. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of good, a lot of good ideas there. Yes. All right. So what's next? Okay. Uh, one of the other. This is a topic that I picked off the forums because by the time I got to it, maybe 4 or 4.30 Eastern Standard Time this afternoon, mm-hmm. 
it had already reached maybe eight pages. Jeez. <laughs> 500 plus responses, and... It was ripe when you picked it. Yeah. Um, again, for good or for bad, this is the, the actual topic for this particular thread. Right. Will Terra, Guild Wars 2, The Secret World, other MMOs, RPGs, like Diablo 3, allow Tor to fully establish itself? Now, I want to pad this by saying this, or his background. The reason why this came up is that the original poster, and I'm going to just summarize uh, what I think is his general thought, is this. By this December 2012, Tor is going to celebrate its one-year birthday. Mm-hmm. Right? And usually for an MMO like this, or for any MMO, all right, the first year is crucial because you know, that's what people call the honeymoon period of you know, the game. Okay. Okay, I mean, you've had your launch... You've had a year to address a lot of the major issues that you may not have thought of or may have expectedly come up as things do mm-hmm. when you release a game of this scope and this size. Okay. And again, you know, what did this company do to fix issues, to you know, satisfy their, their customers, to quell any dissent among their player base, you know, for Misperceptions or you know potential mistakes, what have you? Right. Okay. It's, it's it's there. It's the time for them to to flesh themselves out. Exactly to go you know get over their right. growing pains, work the work the initial kinks out. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now the year is up. It's going to be up soon. Under actually a few months. Uh, a lot of people say, all right, now let's all take a step back and really look at the game. And say, all right, you've had a year to run your thing. Let's reevaluate where Tor stands now. Right. In light of the fact that what we just mentioned before, Terror is out. Terror is out. Online is out. Mm-hmm. Okay, for the West. Because it isn't originally, a, it's a Korean based MMO, which has now been westernized for the rest of the world. Right. You're basically, so basically the question is, is that, you know, with all these, these new hot MMOs and RPGs coming out, is that going to, to stunt Tor's growth because people are going to you know walk away from Tor and, and play these games instead, if not for a little bit, then possibly permanently? Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the gist of it. Well, I, I mean, you know, you can't make broad sweeping terms. I mean, yes for some and no for others. I think generally speaking, all right, let's face it, okay? No matter what game comes out, Tor is not going anywhere. And I disagree with the honeymoon, in quotes, the, the honeymoon period being the first year. In my, in, in my experience, the first year of any MMO is the year of the hate. Because that's when the first three months, everyone's like, oh, I love this game. It's so wonderful. It's the best game in the whole wide world. I've waited my entire life to play this game and do nothing but bleed on my keyboard to play this game. And then as soon as, like, month four hits... Everyone's like, it's the worst game in the whole world. It's crap. This is wrong, and that's wrong, and this should be better, and that should be better. We need this, and it should have that, and how come that didn't come out, and this is ridiculous, and why can't they do anything right, and who's this idiot? And and it, it goes on like that for, like, the rest of the first year. And then after the first year hits, then you don't hear anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, everyone all of a sudden is just now either happy or moved on, and that's it. <laughs> right. Right, you've got you you you're left with the extremes, the people who wish to play the game, they're there. Yeah, whether they, whether it's because they have nothing else to play, or they really enjoy it, or they're there with their friends and their family, 
whatever, they're there, they're playing. And then you've got the other half of the equation, which is, you know, the players who have left, moved on. Mm-hmm. Okay, or, or just left it entirely. So, um, yeah, I mean. I think it's a moot I'm, point. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to be as naive to think that these games won't bleed some portion of Tor's player base away. Yeah, but it's not just Tor either. But it's not either. hurt it, yeah. right. Like, and, and, like and, WoW's going to feel it. Right. You know, Terra's going to feel it. And, and they're not exclusive from each, uh, you know, they're, they're not a, protected from, you know, because they're on this list either. Like, they're, they're going to bleed from each other too, you know. Terra's exactly. going to feel it when Guild Wars 2 comes out. And then those two are still going to feel it when the Secret World comes out. And, although I don't think for very long. Um, exactly. I mean... I've seen some really great constructive posts on this thread, and from what I gather, the general consensus is that yes, um, the game is establishing itself. I think it has established itself. It's established itself that yeah. it's it, it is a good science fiction MMO. All right, which is far and few between in this market, which is inundated with fantasy MMOs. Mm-hmm. You know, and finding a really good at science science fiction MMO is, is hard and you know, Tor, whether you hate it, you like it, it's there. It does its job very well. Otherwise, you and I wouldn't be here talking about it. This right? is very true. Okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, they, they have they sunk a lot of money into this. All right. Whether whether it – it's not going anywhere. The game right. is not going anywhere. Okay? It's it not is, going anywhere. It is here to stay. They will recoup – Whatever money they're losing right now, or whatever money they've earned right now, you know, I don't for good or for bad, or for awesome or for not. Okay, this game is going to stay here. It's not going anywhere. Get used to it. For those of you out there that don't like this game, get used to it. It's not going anywhere. Right. Okay. And for those of you who do like this game, enjoy it and play it because it's not going anywhere. All right. right. They're going to recoup their money if they've lost any at all, which I, I doubt. Right. I, even, I would even add to that by saying, you know what? I would encourage players to play other MMOs. You know, get the variety in there. You can't yeah. just play one game all the time. Wow. Because that's how you burn yourself out. That's how you get bored. Look at, how, look at what we do on, 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 in the Quest Gaming Network. I mean, we, we, put, out, we put out shows, I, and I don't know if everyone is aware of this, but we put out shows based on what we naturally like to play. That's how we come out with shows. I don't know if that's a, like a big secret or not, but like we we all legitimately play Skyrim, uh, Star Wars, uh, you know, Diablo three when that when that's coming out. Like I, I, you know, you heard me last week. Like I allowed my computer to drain my soul out of my body because I was playing Diablo three beta. <laughs> it's an awesome game. I we we actively play Diablo two now, and right. you know, I mean, like we we do that and. So, um, <laughs> this is how you you keep your interest going. Yeah, you know, and, and with anything, you know, I get like I just mentioned before, variety is good. Okay, you gotta it, have it. You gotta have it because it'll keep Bioware on its toes because they know these other games are out there, so they're gonna say, "Hey, well, crap! What did Terra do? What are they doing that we can do? That maybe we can implement in our game?" Yeah, you know, maybe we could take that system they've got. You know, it's not trademark. It's a good idea. You know what? We're going to use it. We're going to make it ten times better. If anything, it makes it makes all of these games better too. Because 
you know, one game has a really good idea and another game hasn't implemented that idea yet. And, you know, we, if, if, if the gamers are moving from game to game, we cross pollinate ideas. So exactly. like, we'll pick something up from one game and say, and go back to the other game and be like, Hey, they're doing this over there. Why don't you try and start, start that up? And, and enough people start saying it and it's a good enough idea. They actually do it. Right. Like the free to play model. I guarantee you. And and this isn't I, I don't consider this to be a bad thing, but I guarantee you within a year, Tor is going to have some sort of free to play model. Either it becomes free to play, or they have some kind of you know free to play type of of system in there. And I think it's necessary in every MMO. I think there should be it should either start out as free to play at this point. Or should have some kind of free to play, you know, uh, system within it. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic idea. Right. It, I, there are other MMOs out there now that do it. That have both a paid subscription model and a free to play model. Right. Look at Lord of the Rings Online. Right. Look at Age of Conan. Whether you hate it or not, you know they have it, and the game still is running. Yeah. Okay. DCUO. Beautiful, yes. perfect example. That game was tanking. Tanking. Goes free to play. Boom. Shoots right up. Now they're making like 400% the uh, the profit that that they were making. Okay, so done right, you know, this mo- both models will sustain an MMO. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, to, to answer the question... You know, will will these will these brand new MMOs and RPGs allow Tor to fully establish itself? I don't I don't think in in the end I don't think it has any bearing at all. Tor is going to establish itself one way or the other because there's going to be there's going to be a market for it. There's going to be a player base, and it's going to establish itself among that player base, whether right. it's a huge one or or a moderate one. It's going to establish itself. So. You know, these other games may take gamers away for a little while, but if you really want to play tour, you're going to play tour. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I know I will be. I will be (laughs) here whether I will be here when when it hits its first year mark and its second year mark, and I will be playing other MMOs. I can guarantee you that after today's announcement, I will guarantee you I will be playing other MMOs. (laughs) Right. And I I admit that too. I play other MMOs. I. I have my favorites, but you know what? I always go back to playing these MMOs. The MMOs yeah. I don't wish to play anymore, I no longer play. You know, like I'll hop yeah. back on to EverQuest 2. I'll hop back on to Vanguard for a bit. You know, World of Warcraft, DC Universe Online. You know, it, it's each of these games appeals to me because they all have something I enjoy doing. You know, DC Universe, I enjoy, you know, playing my villain and kicking the crap out of the good guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always going between, between, uh, and, you know, I, I don't think this is, this is known either because I've never really spoken about it before, but I, I, I love Lord of the Rings Online. I play that game all the time. I love Lotro and, and DDO as well. I mean, you, you check out my YouTube account, um, you know, there's there's a couple of old videos that that Lou and I made together uh, from from DDO. They're laughable, but they're there. <laughs> yeah, we should probably do something like that for for Lot Row. <laughs> we should. should. We should because you know what, Jenny um, Jenny just downloaded uh, Lot Row as well. Oh, 
Yeah. Three of us are then. That's three of us. Yeah. And I think she wants to make a hobbit. She's all about the hobbit. Get some more good, good fellowship going. <laughs> get some... Anyway, that's another issue. That's another issue. That's, that's, yeah. that's another issue. <laughs> that's, that's one of the we'll things. talk off air. <laughs> yeah, about that. All right. So so what's, what's the next one? What do we got here? What's number three here? Okay. Um, this one I pulled. One of the questions from the weekly Q&A. Mm, I like this uh, question. Since, right. Since today is Thursday, they, they closed off uh, the Q&A for tomorrow. So this is pertaining to this week's Friday. Tomorrow's will actually cover the rest of the stuff. Right. Okay. So this one. Uh, this comes from a player named – well, his form name is Arimono. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And a big question in a lot of people's minds. Mm-hmm. When will character transfers be available for everybody? Yeah. That's what he's asking, or her. She's asking. Don't know. Um, and this is coming directly from Dallas Dickinson, who is the senior producer of Live Services. All right, he, he Did we wrote, confirm that? Is that, her, is that, is that the, you know, his or her real name? I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't click on their name on their avatar, so I actually didn't check. Um, so <laughs> what Dallas wrote was this. Uh, we were rolling out our character transfer service in early summer. Early summer, folks. Take it, interpret that as you will. <laughs> Hold on a second. We will be rolling out our character transfer service in early summer. So this is actually coming out. Yes, it is going to happen. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, what do you say? Oh, first we'll have Good some job, targeted. Bioware. Yeah. They've targeted free transfers from and to specific servers. But that will be followed with a broader system where you can t- either take advantage of free promotional transfers to specific servers or pay transfers to the server of your choice. Okay. Now, they're going to have more details and release them uh, closer to the launch date when they actually will implement it. Bravo. Right. Well, what, essentially what Dallas is saying is that um, I believe the first thing they're going to address – because you know it's, it's no secret that there are some servers in Tor that are hurting for players. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good or bad? Yeah. Tor does have a lot of servers, and unfortunately, some of them don't have the auspices to be medium, you know, or, or full heavy during key times, and you know that is hurting a, a portion of the player base. Yeah, and we we spoke about this on the show a couple of weeks ago. We always we had always said the position of 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 server merging and closing on this show has always been open that up to the community. Let the community move back and forth, at least to some degree, as they will at at, at the outset. And and let let us kind of like you know do that and settle and 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 figure out where we want to go and and then start looking into you know closing servers in in quotes. Let the community deal with this, you know. Um, right. And I, I bravo Bioware. This is this is great. I'm very very happy about this. Indeed. I mean, uh, if players also haven't remembered or haven't read up yet. Um, the main priority, though, for character transfers are going to be for the uh, servers that just opened up in Asia. Yeah. Okay? The so-called Oceanic servers, you know, for the Australian, Japanese, Korean, all those players there. Because, uh, unfortunately, when Tor launched, people don't remember, it only opened up in, you know, North America and in Europe. Right. And then they had they had a, a delayed timing release for the Oceanic servers, but they those people out there had already gotten the game. 
and and right. we're playing on our servers. So now they're right. they're letting them you know freely transfer over to those to those new servers to populate them. Exactly. Like, yeah. Those players actually had to buy or get like a European tour account or an American, you know, North American tour account. Um, but now you know they can take those accounts and switch them over to you know the Asian servers. Okay, for the better, you know, for heck, for better paying time, you know, <laughs> lower latency. I'm sure, you know, they have decent, you know, ISPs, but you know, who doesn't want to see just single digits, you know, or just low like twenties or just teens for latency for the mm. game? So yeah, of course. So I guess you know, again, they're the priority, and I believe once they're done, you know, then they'll start rolling out this targeted uh, character transfer. And I think they're going to, going to address the servers that are hurting. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Might and be talking about I, a different server other than Juyo by the time the summer's out. <laughs> <laughs> so I know Juyo's, Juyo's kind of seeing tumbleweeds. We're seeing tumbleweeds. Oh, I think it's just for the public side because the imperial side is actually pretty. Yeah, you know, that is true. The Yeah. I think Julio's problem yeah. is that a lot of players uh, are playing Imperial and they're not playing Republic, and I think that was from day one. Yeah, of early of early launch. I remember uh, logging into the uh, the Imperial fleet and and noticing it was a bit more populated than <laughs> the Republic <laughs> fleet. Exactly. All right, what's uh, what's our last bit right here? All right, and this bit which I wanted to mention because I know it's also an important. Well, I like it, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I wanted to mention it. So there. <laughs> so there. So there. <laughs> um, and this comes from Loverboy. Yeah, Loverboy. What up? Not the 80s group, folks. Um, and he writes, Wow. <laughs> Will we get dual spec with game update 1.3? And this answer is coming directly from Daniel. Okay. Daniel says... Unfortunately, no. Game Update 1.3 is being kept a bit leaner to get the group finder and the next stage of Legacy in the game as fast as possible. After that, we'll be returning to some bigger updates and we're hoping Dual Spec makes it for the next one. So, 1.4 if we go from there. You know what? I I actually, I don't really care. Well, I I wanted to mention it, Mm -hmm. this, because I've noticed, along with other players, that there's a bit of confusion out there on the tour forums. When people start tossing out dual spec, mm-hmm. okay, um, there are some players, maybe through ignorance or just plain stupidity, <laughs> all right, um, when they say dual spec, um, what Bioware has a dual spec means to them is this, okay, if you're a Sith warrior, and again, I'm going to speak from my experience as, as playing Imperial side, mm-hmm. all right, Sith warrior, that branches out to the Sith Marauder or the Sith Juggernaut. Right, you got you got your tank and you got your DPS. Yeah. All right. The Marauder is immediately DPS. Mm-hmm. The Juggernaut is tank. Right. All right. Now, remember, three trees within each advanced class, and you have three different builds you can go on. Okay. Now, what Bioware is saying is that all right, if I've chosen my Marauder, okay, and I've spec'd, spec'd Carnage, all right, as my main build. Okay, I can now, you know, I will I be allowed to switch to maybe something that's more 
um, maybe AOE friendly, or maybe that's something that's not. Well, let's see. I'll use Marauder again. All right, Carnage. Oh, I'm sorry. Annihilation is mostly about dots. All right, dot damage. Okay, bleeds. Mm-hmm. All right, as opposed to now, maybe you could use um, Carnage. Okay, which is heavy on the force powers, especially force smash. Okay, right. Which can do an ungodly amount of damage. <laughs> it would damage. Let me, down, right. Let me let me just let me just filter you for just just a second. All right, because I feel like we're getting kind of you know nut and bolty on this one. Are you trying to are you trying to say that that the difference for Bioware is not necessarily dual spec guys? You can be a tank and a DPS at the same time. You just have exactly. To switch. So exactly. they say so they saying yes to that or no to that. They say no to that. Which, okay. What, what they are saying is this: you're a tank, but you can become a different kind of tank. Kind of tank exactly. If you so choose. Because a lot of people are getting this wrong, all right? Right. They, they want to be able to totally switch from being a tank. To a DPS. Okay, to a DPS, which is no. Right. And again, it's explained quite clearly when you meet your class trainer for the first time in the fleet exactly what each advanced class does, what its role is meant to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you can see the trees laid out for you right then and there, so you know exactly what you're in for. I think, I think BioWare needs to be very open about this extremely early because if they keep tossing this dual spec term around, people are just going to harken back to their memories of Warcraft and think that. Right. And that's where this is coming from. All right. Rift did the same thing. All right. I think Bioware needs to call it something else. All right. This isn't dual spec. It's something else. And they can, you know, key phrase and key term, whatever they want out of this whole thing. But let's, I think they should get away from this term dual spec, or at least start now and say, yes, this is exactly what it means for us. Yeah. It's dual spec, meaning you, you're, you're not stuck, but you're, you're confined to within your advanced class. Right. However, you can switch your builds on the fly. You don't have to go to your point trainer, your skills trainer Mm -hmm. and start from zero all over again, rebuild it. No, I would like the functionality maybe World of Warcraft has where you have the two builds already set. You know, you can set up your hotbars already. When you switch to that spec, your hotbars reflect that. Yeah. Already. Which and is great. When I said when I said like I don't care about this, it you know, I wasn't being obnoxious. I was I was saying that you know, it's not something that I've I've felt the need to have. And that's probably because I haven't been in raiding yet. But even with something like this, like I, I don't, I don't feel like it's it's really all that necessary, you know. I mean, I, I can understand why people would want it. Yeah, I mean, it, it it does pose, it does allow for great flexibility. Yeah, if they do allow, well, you know, you know, they have said they they will, they are looking into it, and I think it will allow for more variety uh, with players and their play styles. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in some fights or some. You know, group count encounters, some heroics, flashpoints, operations, or just regular content. When a player runs up against a roadblock, they're saying, well, maybe it's this particular build isn't as effective, you know, against this boss or against these, these particular groups of mobs. But I don't feel like going all the way back to the fleet, seeing my skills train, reallocating everything, and coming all the way back out here again, you know, which could take an hour, you know. Yeah. You can do it on the fly, it's there. 
and again, it, it doesn't interfere with their game time. So, and it's not overpowered. You know, it won't unbalance the game. So. All right. Um, let's see. I hate to say it, but I think that's a .5 show. I think it is, too. I think it is. Um, all right. Well, as always, I'd like to say that the, the, uh, the sponsor for this show is DoghouseSystems.com. Awesome gaming rigs, awesome gaming laptops. Go to DoghouseSystems.com if you're looking for a brand new gaming computer, guys. They're going to they're going to hook you up hardcore. Definitely going to hook you up. All right, they're going to throw together for you uh, an awesome an awesome computer, and it's going to make you, the rest of your games just run real ultra smooth. It's going to look freaking amazing. Um, definitely got to go ahead. Get yourself a doghouse. You won't go anywhere else. I guarantee you. There is no other competition. So don't even bother looking. Just uh, just save you some time. And and while we're while we're saving you time, guess what? We'd like also like to save you a couple of bucks uh, when you go over to doghousesystems.com and at checkout, drop in the code off the record, all one word. All right, off the record, and you will receive double the memory for free. It's double the memory at doghousesystems.com. All right, uh, final thoughts, Lou. What do you got to say about this whole point five show we just did? A lot of good material out there. A lot of great stuff going on on the forums. I encourage everyone to please, you know, participate. Go in there, experience it. There's a lot of great ideas floating around. Mm-hmm. Um, the devs are coming out there. You know, look at look at that. James Olin posts. He's posting directly. Okay, he's one of the top honchos. You know, getting involved with the community, and that's great to see in an MMO. Yeah. Okay, you want that involvement. I encourage everyone to go out there, you know, hammer that man with questions, with suggestions, ideas. <laughs> he wants them, you know. And if he gets a, you know, again, if he gets a great warm and fuzzy about it, you know the other devs are going to follow because oh, they're yeah. going to want to see that feedback as well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And it only gets better from there because if we're involved, they're involved, and we're if everyone's seeing – well, maybe not eye to eye, but at least we're all on the same page. If we all want the game to succeed, and we're all willing to listen to one another, hey, the game only goes up from there. Indeed. Um. Yeah, Dagobah. That's what I have to say about this. Dagobah. No, Yavin Four. I want Yavin Four. Yeah, Yavin Four. That's that's my <laughs> final thought. Yavin Four. Uh, paid mentions, guys, for ten bucks. Uh, we'll shout you out on the show. Uh, no problem. You got a guild? We'll shout that out. You wanna you wanna say how much of an awesome fan you are? We'll shout you out too. Uh, maybe you got something coming up. Uh, ten dollar mention. Just uh, go ahead to our our website. Actually, go to go to uh, Quest Gaming Network, questgamingnetwork.com because right now our uh, our main star wars website is uh it's it's under some construction so you'll definitely be able to to uh get your your ten dollar mention in at uh questgamingnetwork.com okay and uh you know we'll shout you out no problem you know anything anything you want us to say over the show it's perfect for podcasts blogs uh, if you got a new you got a new site going up and and uh you want us to to advertise you Ten bucks gets you what you want. QuestGamingNetwork.com, StarWarsOffTheRecord.com. Those are our websites. You can check us out over there. Send us an email at StarWarsOffTheRecord at gmail.com. Don't forget, we have Diablo Off The Record. That records tomorrow, tomorrow, which is May the 4th Be With You Day, Star Wars Day. Diablo Off The Record. 
And Minecraft off the record as well. That's uh, Sunday, Sunday the 6th. Both Sunday, sh- Sunday, 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 Sunday. Couldn't help Sunday. it. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday the 6th, we're doing uh, Minecraft off the record as well. Uh, all of our shows now are at 7 p.m. So if you want to check us out live, uh, we are at livestream.com forward slash the quest show. www.livestream.com forward slash the quest show. 7 p.m. is when we record our shows now. So you can check us out there. Uh, if Twitter's your thing, come check us out at Star Wars OTR. You can say hi to me at Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. And Lou is at GamerGuy, 11B, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y, 1-1. Bravo! Hoorah! Hoorah! Uh, Star Wars Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you all. <laughs> And Foose Rhoda. Foose Rhoda. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have yourselves an awesome weekend, and we will see you tomorrow. Take care, all. See you all next week. See you later.